When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Welcome to It's 11, It's 7 for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast by Leicester City fans, for Leicester City fans. I think we're all a bit excited this week, boys. We've got our we'll set annual meet-up. It's been, been a little while. Tommy must be excited for that one. Big uh, Jolly Boys outing coming up on, on Friday. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, it's been uh, a long time coming, really, hasn't it? But COVID and such have stops, you know, these kind of things. So, yeah, it should be a good laugh. Hopefully a good game, but... Based on uh, the last performance, I'm a little bit worried. Well, we need to figure out how we approach this show tonight because we've got good and bad to go through. So, Barry, yeah. I know yeah, you'll, you'll be in the minority. You're definitely not in the home end on Saturday, are you? But are you excited to see the boys? Yeah, of course. Like, I think I think I just I just want a good game. Like, I, I don't see us winning. So, um, and, and I don't know if I really want us to score because I don't know how hard that'll be for me to hide that and I, I don't want to be coming back to <laughs> Scotland with teeth missing and anything like that so well, uh, yeah looking forward to it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah I'm absolutely buzzing to see you boys on the weekend and I think we'll have an absolute riot the game game weather win lose or draw I think we'll still have a lot of yeah. it's going to be an English stag do as well isn't it so uh, you know might, might be a bit of hijinks going on yeah, well certainly certainly hope so in bed by 10, that's what, that's what he said. Steve, great to have you with us. You're not in the UK at the moment, out on holiday in uh, in Tenerife. How's, how's your holiday going so far? Yeah, very good. Um, been partying till three or four, most, uh, or five, most uh, nights. And then back so, in time uh, for the chase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, the weather's been a bit hotter than I imagined. You know, it's been about 33 over the weekend and stuff like that. But um, but it's nice. Yeah, it's good. good. Met Happy some days. Good... Met some yeah. good people. That's, that's good to hear. It was great to have you with us. Guys, what should we talk about first? I'll leave it entirely up to you. Do you want to talk PSV or shall we talk about Newcastle and get that out of the way? Get Newcastle out of the way, I think. 100%, yeah. Yeah, OK. <laughs> Go on, Steve, you, you start for us. You saw the game yesterday. Sum up your feelings on uh, an afternoon of disappointment for the Foxes. Well, frustration. And, and and look, when we're making eight changes, I wondered whether... I understand why he's made eight changes, by the way. But if you think that we've got eight players rested from PSV and we've got Vardy and Ndidi out, uh, again, 
an impressive Newcastle. that have been more impressive lately, apart from one match against Spurs. I thought it'd be a tough afternoon. Um, and to be honest, we shot ourselves in the foot because we had control over most of the game. We didn't do enough with the ball. Daka was anonymous. We didn't do enough up front for me. Um, but, you know, we lost to a Schmeichel mistake, really. Um, and Amarty, as you said, we were talking earlier, got beat for the header by Dan Byrne, but just about everyone gets beaten by Dan Byrne. And then Schmeichel should have done better. KDH got a block on it. Uh, Schmeichel should have saved that, really. And then we're in total control without hurting them enough. Um and up in the tempo enough. And then to give that goal away, Amarty's long ball, you know, as we're reaching the end of the five minutes, have added on time. Tielemann's beaten too easily. KDH not tracking back with uh, with the Brazilian, with Bruno. Um, and, you know, we were talking again before the game. Are they playing too many matches, Tielemann's and KDH now? Because um, they're not getting a break. So really, really disappointing. It's like we threw it away. It was there for the taking. And I guess the only positive I can take from that, it shows we got a bit of strength in depth when we can outplay Newcastle and count ourselves a little bit unfortunate to lose uh, when we make so many changes. Well, thanks for the full match report, though. Oh, yeah, I see you tell me how you're feeling. That's absolutely fine. Tom, is that a, is that a fair assessment for you? I mean... It was it was a great start for Leicester, wasn't it, with the goal from a set piece? It was, yeah. Um, I, I actually enjoyed the, the whole first half. I think we were on the front foot. I think, um, especially Luckman, I found his play running forward looked really good. And he was in a good position several times. Uh, unfortunately, the finishing wasn't quite at it. And... Yeah, as you say, for the, the set piece, for the, you know, the goal from the corner was... Class, really. You, you're just screaming, bang it at that point, and it goes in. And <laughs> yeah, I was quite excited. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just all, all unraveled, didn't it? it? It kind of, we just completely took the foot off the gas and we were clearly just playing, passing it about, doing nothing. Um, yeah. And when when we're kind of running down the clock, and, I mean, I don't know whether we've, our guys have been told, you know, save yourself. You've got more important games coming up, but that's the way it looked. It it kind of it wasn't it wasn't fun to watch in that second half, and of course, you know, shot ourselves in the foot, as Steve says. It wasn't a fun game, probably for a neutral to watch either yesterday, Baz. So I imagine it was uh, one of those that you're thinking, God, why have I given up my my Sunday afternoon for this? It wasn't uh, champagne football, was it? To say the least. No, not really. Well, the first the first half was all right. Um, I thought uh, actually I thought Newcastle did all right. I thought they played quite well. Um, I think the um, I can't remember we said in the WhatsApp group, but I felt like your boys made Shelby and Jolton look like world beaters, yeah. unfortunately. But do you know what? Most teams are getting that. Like Jolton and Shelby made an absolute show of us. I don't know what Eddie Howe's done, but he's absolutely transformed them to into like decent midfield players. Like Julian, Julian is a handful, and he's not actually that bad on the ball. But they were they were clearly they had one game plan, and that was to target your left side, no, sorry, your right side, and they did it really, really well. Like that's Justin was running ragged. I don't think I've ever seen a game where he's he's had such a torrid time. Um, and yeah, he were 
absolutely in control until Schmeichel's ridiculous shenanigans. But I think that it's not really alarming. You can kind of understand if players are playing half-assed because they'll want to be in the semi. Um, they won't want to get hurt. Uh, you like a Yuri and uh, like KDH. KDH wasn't that great. I thought Mendy was actually quite good. Probably Mendy quite... Uh, well, he wasn't though, and that's just because of his recent performances. Him, um, him and Yuri was so far off. Like how he didn't get slinged half time, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. There wasn't many positives, if I'm being entirely truthful. I did, I did quite like. I thought Mendy and Thomas were, were actually quite good in the game, but other than that, there was no one really glowing for from Leicester. Yeah. Uh, before we discuss the equaliser, Steve, uh, what Barry said there about James Justin struggling at the, the back, he sort of has, hasn't he, since he's come back into the team from injuries. Looks pretty sharp going forward, but actually at the back, he's he struggled a little bit. Yeah, he, he has struggled a little bit. I think he gets caught forward sometimes, but um, he, he doesn't receive a lot of help either on the right-hand side, no matter who's playing there. Um, I guess he gets a bit more help when Albrighton's there. But yeah, he's looked good going forward and struggled defensively. I think it's going to be next season before we see him back to his normal self, I think. Yeah, I think so. Tom, the goal for them came about with uh, Sky Sports putting their favourite stat on the, the screen about how many goals we've conceded from set pieces. Uh, they yeah. were almost will- willing that in, weren't they? But it's t- I know Schmeichel's at fault, but it's too easy to get there, isn't it? <laughs> It was, yeah. As, as you say, you know, the stats coming up. My God, the commentary was doing my head in yesterday. They, they just go over the same stuff again and again. It's like we've heard it all season. It's getting really boring now. Um, because of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, perhaps so. Um, yeah, I'm really unfortunate to, you know, build a chance out of nothing, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't even I can't even begin to describe what I was feeling when there was all the VAR stuff going on with that. It was clear, clearly a goal though, wasn't it, Barry? I mean, yeah. you know, we, we went to the to VAR, but it was clear that Shemichael and listen, we're all men of a certain age. It takes you a bit of time these days to, you know, put your hands down towards it, touch your toes. It's uh, it wasn't that easy for him on that occasion. He couldn't quite get his hands down there in time. Uh, but it was it was a goal fair and square, wasn't it? It was, yeah, and I think um, I watched. Uh, I saw a thing on Twitter. It was like a Newcastle fan that was uh, filming the, the the set piece, and um, it was strange because you actually see how determined Bruno was to get it. Like as much as yeah, Michael should have mopped up, cleared it, got a hold of it, whatever. And that Bruno fella did everything he could to get to get at least the toe on the ball. You can't really criticise that. Like as much as what being. Neutral, I think, yes, Michael should have done better. Of course, I should. But I thought Bruno did really well to get to that, to be fair. And that was unfortunately my kiss of death on the, the WhatsApp group. Yeah, he did. You said that he'd done nothing. And I don't think he did much all game, did he, apart from score two goals? No, he didn't. Like, I, 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 was, trying to, I was trying to watch him. Because like, there was so much hype about him. I was trying to see, what, what does he actually bring? He's a bit like Fernandez. Doesn't really, he doesn't really do anything, but he's just absolutely vital at the right time. Driver than Fernandez probably. Enough to see him what uh, he's done to his car today. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> he's, he's crashed one of uh, your cars, Steve. While you're away, I think there was a, a Porsche that ended up in quite a few pieces. I've never had a Porsche, man. <laughs> a Porsche one. No, 
Um, yeah, anyway, going into the second half, it was a bit of a stale affair, Tom. I think it'd be, be fair on, on, on that one. Uh, game really started drifting away. I think we're all getting a bit frustrated that we didn't sort of take the game to Newcastle in the second half. Uh, would you would you have been happy with the point? Um, <laughs> whether I'd, I'd be happy with the point, I don't think so with the way that we started it, to be perfectly honest. Um <clears throat> I think you could say in the first half, yeah, Joe Linton got in the right places, had a good few shots, could have got something out of that, but everything was sky high. Um, but I just feel like we were the better team. We were really out playing them, so I don't know what on earth happened at half time. Um, and the changes, you know, Barnes coming on did nothing for me. It he was he was really poor to be honest. Um, as as Barry said, Dak has started badly. I'm I'm kind of failing to see what Dakar's bringing up front. He's, I know, you know, you could say the service isn't there, but I felt like it was for him uh, yesterday. But he's, he's just not able to capitalise on anything. So yeah, it just it just kind of crumbled and got worse and worse as the as the game went. It's a hot topic of conversation that Steve on social media at the moment. A bit of a divide between Leicester fans of is Dakar actually going to come good or. Uh... Have we wasted some money there? What's your thoughts on Pats and Dakar's first season? Well, look, he's got 10 goals and a, and a few assists. That's not bad for your first season. Uh, I think Vardy got five or six goals in his first season for us and only six in his first Premier League season. Um, and uh, wasn't played all the time, a bit like Dakar. I think he's a bit sh- uh, short of confidence now compared to what he was when he first came in. And I think we've got to give them a bit more time. It's too soon to write him off. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and Harvey Barnes, Barry, he's really struggled, hasn't he, of, of recent times. Is it going back to what Matt Piper said when he was on the show a few weeks ago, that actually he's just a confidence player and if he can beat his man first time, then he's going to have a good game. And if not, he's going to struggle. Because he looked like he'd stopped even trying to go past the man on, on Sunday. He just kept bringing it back inside and uh, it didn't really add anything to the game. It is a really good observation, isn't it? Because that, even when he, when he came on, he didn't look up for it. You could, he, there's, I think there is a lot to be said about football players' body language. When he came on, he just looked like, for, for me, it just looked like he could be arsed. He looked like a player who'd been subbed on, it was cold, wasn't really warmed up properly and just couldn't get into it. I mean, he, he just won. I, I, I think he's played okay the last few games, to be fair. But certainly today... Uh, yesterday, sorry, he, um, I don't know, when he, I, I think we all talked about it on the last time, let's get Barnes on, he'll, he'll sort this out. And then when he came on, and I think the first camera shot of him, he just looked like he was looking around, just, nah, this is not for me today. And it turned out that was the way, unfortunately. Mm. He likes playing Villa, though, so we'll come on to that in a, in a little while. So hopefully he might get a bit form back uh, at, at the weekend. Um, Tom, would you have liked to see Luckman and Barnes both say on? Because Luckman's, he's playing well, isn't he? As I say, I think he, I think he was actually having a good game, and I'm not too sure, you know, I'm not too sure why why we took him off. Um, I don't feel like Ian Ache really added a great deal either, but, but I, I just feel like the message was was safe. Let's stick with it. It felt very safe. It felt like it was a game there wasn't much to win or lose from, actually. And you know, you looked at the table, a win there, we could have gone six points behind. Wolves with a with a couple of games in hand. Steve, how disappointed were you with the way that we conceded that goal in the last minute? 
very, very disappointed, just very disappointed with our lethargy in the second half. And, you know, we've seen it happen so many times, haven't we, conceding late on. <clears throat> and um, obviously Rogers was not happy with uh, Amati trying to play a long ball when we're in the dying seconds, probably over the five minutes, were we, when they scored. So we were in the dying seconds of uh, added on time. Keep the ball. And why play a long ball and, and try and put Justin through? It's not worth the risk. I was gutted, yeah. Surrounded by Geordies as well yesterday, so uh, not good. It's never good to be surrounded by Geordies, is it? Um, just to, to sort of touch on that goal there, Baz, there were so many chances for us to stop that happening, wasn't there? So I look at Yuri Tillemans in midfield, so let's uh, Willick run past him. Uh, Mendy wanted to seem to wrestle in the middle of the field rather than to, to get over there. And then even when the ball came in, I think Schmeichel was a little bit static. Is, is that a sign of Leicester just not caring enough in that first final few seconds? Um, yeah, but it could, like, it could be fatigue as well. Like, if I had like 96 minutes into the game, I think, yeah, the midfield weren't really there to be seen, unfortunately. I think that, that's probably the biggest error. The midfield weren't there to help out the defence. The defence kind of did all they could have in my opinion um, and you couldn't again it's just the, the timing if Bruno doesn't time that he messes up and it was just the timing coming in the box at the right time everything fell on a plate for him and he just took it away sometimes that just unfortunately happens I think I, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be too disgusted by it it's just, if that happened in the like 10th minute you wouldn't be too disgusted by it I don't think it was just because it mm-hmm. was the winning goal last, last kick of the game or head of the game essentially so what you're saying is let's just dust ourselves down and uh, go again. Two big games coming up this week. Are, are you over it now, Steve and Tom? Are we happy to move forward from, from yesterday? Going to have to be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You've got to be right. Let, let's consign that defeat to the history books, never to be spoken about ever again. <laughs> I think we can, all, we can all agree on that. What we will speak about over it again is Leicester's performance against PSV last Thursday night. Steve, in terms of being a Leicester fan, how much, how high does that rank in the games in, in our history Would you, for you, would you say? I would say as a European game, it was right up there with Sevilla at home, I would say, as, a, as one of our finest ever performances in Europe. Yeah, it was fantastic. Not an easy place to go, Tom. Uh, when one nil down, particularly early on, after a really sort of poor piece of play from Yuri Tillemans again, uh, what were you feeling at that stage? Yeah. Did you think? Did you think we had it in us to, to come back from a goal down in Eindhoven? To be honest, I wasn't convinced, and that's why I was so excited when when everything sort of went the way it did in the end. Um, I mean, it's yeah, good good to see that we've got some fight in us, but. It, it, I don't know, it just had that feeling as if we weren't going to, it wasn't going to be our night. Mm. Uh, before we go into the detail of the game, Baz, I'll ask you this as a, as a outsider. Would you say Leicester fans get a bit carried away saying it's a European semi-final? It's the Conference League, you know, I think a lot of people outside the club would say that it's a Mickey Mouse trophy, but every Leicester fan is, is really excited about this. Uh, only the sort of idiots that support the sort of so-called bigger teams. Every every other team other than that, and I even even you know, Tottenham's West Ham, well West Ham technically are, aren't they? But like they would they would want to be in that, of course they would. Mm. Like that's that's not just for the fans. 
if you're if you're a player and you don't want to play in that level or that stage in any competition, let, let alone it being a European trophy, which is the first time ever, then you're idiots. I I just don't understand why fans would want that. But you support your team to try and get into Europe every season. So why wouldn't you want to win the trophy, whether it's first, second, or third tier? Just, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, it's amazing. You got like I love the fact that Leicester are excited about it and buzzing for it. Like I, I quite enjoy West Ham being really excited about what they're doing. Um, I'm not overly excited about Rangers doing that, but I like <laughs> seeing I like, I like seeing true fans being excited about it because you should be. Any fan who bemoans getting to that stage, whether you get knocked out or not, are idiots in my opinion. It's a proper lineup in that semi as well, Barry, isn't it? You, you've got Leicester, Roma, and then Marseille versus Feyenoord. That is a proper, proper lineup, isn't it, for the, for the last four? It's not like I don't know Helsinki versus someone, is it? But, that, but that's European giants. Like, with no disrespect to Leicester, but that you're probably the least of the the, the four, mm. like for European experiences and and adventures and whatnot. And um, yeah, and and I think. Leicester will be favourites if they can get through this semi. And I think he will. I'm really excited. I'm buzzing. I am absolutely buzzing to watch it. I can't wait. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Steve, a bit of a glamour draw against Roma in the semi-final. What do you think to our chances against Mourinho's men? Well, I think it's going to be another tough uh, game like PSV, but there's no doubt that we've got the quality to be able to do it, I think. And, um, you know, just going on what Barry says we're minnows when it comes to Europe. I think before our Champions League quarterfinal, we'd had, we had three seasons in Europe, yeah. maybe four stops, and we never progressed very far. So um, Champions League was uh, quarterfinal run was our, our real uh, time in Europe. And this is our second kind of time of playing big teams like PSV, Roma, and if we do get to the final, either Marseille or final. So I think it's awesome. And I think we've got a chance, but it won't be easy. A couple of tasty sets of fans there as well, Tom, potentially. Uh, Roma is re- renowned for being a bit of a uh, tough club, shall we say, to go up against. And Marseille uh, probably even worse. Oh, it could, be a, could be a good <laughs> couple of away days coming up there for the fans. <laughs> well, yeah, not, not really my my bad getting into all that sort of thing, but <laughs> you're not much Certainly of a looking forward. Yeah. <laughs> we might know a few, but it's yeah. uh, not our cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, so listen, we'll go back to the game. So one nil down at half time. A double change from Brendan Rogers at, at half time in the, the PSV game. Tom, what were your thoughts when he, he brought the guys on? Well, positive to be honest. I mean, you know, when when you're in that kind of position, you you want to see something from Brendan, and it's frustrating when it comes late. Um, but yeah, no, I think he made the right right decision. Really, I think um, Ricardo as well. Five minutes from the end, that goal, my god, <laughs> absolutely blew me away. He's he's one of those players that I love to see doing well, especially you know after his his injury troubles and that. So yeah. Yeah, couldn't have been a better night, really. It couldn't, you know, we needed that touch of class, though, touch of magic to to bring it back round. And uh, to one intents and purposes, Baz, Jose Perez, of all people, gave us that with his, his assist for the first goal. Uh, was that good, good to see from Jose? Yeah, I think uh, I thought he played well the whole game. Um, it's, it's just a, it's so annoying because he was, he is hot and cold and he was cold again yesterday. 
Uh, but yeah, they can't fall in that game. I, I put a proper shift in, in my opinion. We, need, we needed a hero, didn't we? And he was the man that stepped up at that, that stage. It was a piece of class, wasn't it? Taking it around his man and putting it on a plate for James Madison, who does what James Madison does. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, like Tom said, um, the, the subs is what changed it. I think um, I actually thought it, it did look like Leicester were going to get back into it when DSU took the lead, but yeah, all credit will credit's due. It was a battling performance. It was awesome. And were you over in uh, Tenerife, Steve, on Thursday for for the game? There, did you did you react yeah. to did you react to the winning goal in uh, in true fashion? I did. I was wearing my Leicester shirt actually, and uh, there was quite a few of us. I say ten or twelve in this particular bar watching the game, and we all went a bit loopy, obviously for the equaliser. And was expecting uh, maybe extra time, but then the winner. Wow, that was just great, wasn't it? It certainly was. Yeah, a real. I think it was one of the top five Leicester moments actually th- through my my lifetime, which says something. I think it was a real great performance. Speaking of great performances, a, a real quick word on Wesley Fafana, Steve, who is going through Ramadan. He's fasting. Um, and he's fast because he was absolutely legging it in about the 75th minute, not being able to eat or drink all day. Uh, I think he made 20 yards up on their striker uh, when he, when they were through on goal to, to try and make it 2-1. How good has he been since he's been back? Oh, I've been uh, shocked by how good he's been, actually. You expect uh, an injury serious as he had for, for him to take some time to get back to the player he was. But he's kind of picked up where he left off. And I don't think we would have beaten PSV if we didn't have Fafana in the team. It allowed us to throw people forwards, the full-backs forward, with only Evans and Fafana really at the back to protect us uh, against a counter-attack. And so much we relied on Fafana's pace and ability. I, th- I thought he was awesome. Yeah, absolutely awesome. Even without, Ram- <laughs> even without Ramadan, yeah. Even without eating. Barry, for, for us now, you, you can see the difference between Evans and Fafana at centre-back and then Amati and Siunku come in yesterday. It's just, it's levels, isn't it? It's not quite the same class of player. Yeah, um, but like Siunku and um, Amari have been doing okay. It's, I was actually thinking about this day. What, what does Brendan do the next three games? Because everyone will be no pushover because they're fighting for survival. The Villa game comes before the Roma game. So, like, does he play Evans and Fafana tomorrow, tomorrow or Wednesday, sorry, to stay fit? Or keep Matt Sharpness? Or does he keep it on Saturday and take the rest? I'll put this to you. Do you think he's still got a bit of the Liverpool in him that he wants to try and relegate Everton? That'll be my first question. Uh, I can see a full-strength side going out tomorrow night. What do you think, guys? I think it needs to be. I think, it, like, he can't not play Fafana and Evans in one of the two games. And I think splitting them, so splitting them with like Marty and Sionchu just wouldn't work. I think just, I think tomorrow night's the right game to play. Get your, your strongest team confident after beating Everton. And then sacrifice. Sacrifice against Philip. Yeah. That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to uh, be a bit embarrassing for uh, you when, I, when our reserves beat you on Saturday. <laughs> 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 yeah, that would be tough. <laughs> what do you reckon, though, Steve? Am I right in saying that you think I think Brendan will put the full strength side out to, tomorrow night? Because I think yeah. he's got a midweek side at the minute and he's got a 
weekend side because we're playing twice a week every every week now to the end of the season. Yeah, I I think um, you and Barry are both right. You know, it, it is rotating, so I think you'll put out a much stronger side for Everton than rest players again against Villa, ready uh, for the for the next game. So. Uh, I think that's what he's going to do. That might change right at the end of the season. If he thinks there's less risk for Castagna, Pereira, uh, Fofana, Evans, they must might start to play a couple of games a week. But uh, it's not going to happen for a while yet. So I think you're right, yeah. Oh. I'm after I did this bad. Le- We've run out of time. I've got 10 minutes because of you, Marples. Um, so we'll have to come up for a call and go, go back on, I think. Uh, we come back in with that. What were we even talking about then? Uh, oh, just the, the rotation. Tell you what we have got there, guys, is options. I can reveal that the under-23s are now 2 nil up against Blackburn this evening. Um, Popov has just scored the second. He's a highly rated talent and Terrell Pennant got the first, uh, nephew of Jermaine Pennant, believe it or not. Um, so things are looking healthy for those. And did anyone see the treble save that Everson made out on loan at Preston this weekend? That was uh, another world-class performance from him over, over there. They are absolutely loving him. So uh, another real opportunity to get another one of our own back into the, the squad next season. Could be a, a good backup choice next season, Steve. Yeah, if we can hang on to him. I mean, does he want to stay and take over from Schmeichel or would he prefer to join a, um, a, a bigger club than Preston um, more permanently? Because I think he's gone down really well. The Polish lad in, um, made the Scottish team of the week as well, didn't he, playing for Dunfermline? He had a cracking Sol- game. I can't remember what his name is, but he, he made actually the, um, yeah, the Scottish team of the week in goal. He had such a good game. I think we've got some great keepers in backup, actually. So, uh, I don't know. It'll be, can we hang on to him? I think we should. He sounds yeah. like a class keeper. Okay. Uh, obviously, when you're talking about championship clubs, it'd be wrong not to say that this is our celebration party for Derby <laughs> going down to the third tier today. What, what a time to be alive, Tom. Unbelievable. Apparently, this is the, the first time in our lifetime. So. <laughs> You've got to celebrate that. Yeah, absolutely amazing times. Uh, you know, I, I don't want them to go bust. I've said that, but living where we live, Tom, on the border of Leicestershire, Nottinghamshire, and Derbyshire, it's it's a dream come true. One one more relegation, and then I'll be happy for them. Yeah, well, they make our favourite song, don't they? Yeah. Um, which one? KP, so. Which one? Uh, we hate Forest. We hate Derby. Yeah. yeah. Who the? Yeah. The Coventry. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, guys. <laughs> I've, on that, I've got a bit of a, a theme for tonight's last man standing. It's going to be around teams that have played in both League One and the Premier League since the Premier League era began in 1992. And so it could be either way around that it happened. So they could have been in League One first and then came into the Premier League, or they could have been in the Premier League and then ended up in League One. Uh, but there's 27 teams that have done that. So we'll get cracking with you, with you, Barry, to start with tonight. Uh, Manchester City top of the list you can't get any higher than them top of the Premier League we're in League One Paul Dickoff scored the goal to get them out of course Tom over to you yeah for Fulham Fulham absolutely 
on the list. They are um, on the way back to the Premier League now, and they just need one more one more win. Steve? Well, it's got to be Leicester City, hasn't it? Certainly has. Third highest team on the, uh, the list in terms of current league position. Barry? Ipswich. Yeah. I've got to say this as well. I put this question to Stace earlier and uh, for someone to know anything about football, she got 12 of them right. So no pressure. Yeah. Tom, wow. back to you. Uh, I'm going to go Bournemouth. Yeah. Steve? Um, Birmingham City. No. No, they've lingered in the championship like a, a bad fart, eh, Barry? You'd say that. <laughs> yeah, Did you see at the weekend uh, they threw some sunglasses at O'Hare who used to play for Villa didn't they he scored for Coventry yeah. against them and his part of his celebration he caught the sunglasses yeah. and put them on they started dancing in front of them that was, that was good shit Alsbury. I appreciate it man. yeah good lad Steve you're out by the way uh, Barry um, Wigan yeah Tom uh, Sheffield United Correct. Barry. Sheffield Wednesday. Also correct. Oh, this is a good one. I like it when you actually get some answers right. Tom. <laughs> uh, Middlesbrough. No, Middlesbrough haven't been down to League One. Gone about. Is able to continue? Fill them all in for us. Sunderland. Yeah. Yeah. Bradford. Bradford, second lowest team currently on the list, now in League Two. Swindon. Yeah. We don't want to talk about how they got to the Premier League, do we, Steve, all those years ago? The uh, playoff final. And Forest. Yeah, you're out, though. I was giving that to Baz to <laughs> sort out. But, um, yeah. I don't know if it's a technicality, but Wimbledon. Uh, I've not put them in there. If anyone said that, I was going to give them another life because uh, I understand okay. where that is, yeah. Charlton. Um, okay. Charlton, yeah. Yeah. Um, Villa uh, was Barton. one too early, weren't they? It wasn't Villa. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. Barnsley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good ball knowledge. Uh, 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 Wolves. Wolves, yeah. Blackpool. Blackpool. Did they say Bolton? Not said Bolton yet. Okay. Norwich. Norwich, yeah. Watford? No. Mm. So the, the remaining ones, just so we don't sort of keep this bit going too long, uh, is Brighton, Brentford, Southampton, uh, Leeds, Dirty Leeds, Huddersfield, uh, Blackburn, Coventry, Swansea City, Hull City, Portsmouth, and very, very last is Oldham Athletic, who were quite close to going yeah, to the yeah. Football League this season, I think. All right, guys, that was a great last man standing. Barry, well done on your victory yet again. You must be the all-time winner of this so far. Uh, I've won a couple, but I won a couple at the start, but I don't think I've won one since. Yeah, I think it's between uh, Marples and some of the guests. And you, of course. Yeah, when I play, yeah. Not of your standard chance, you won't see me with the dust. Um, <laughs> listen, we'll, we'll move on. I know we've got Everton tomorrow, we've not really touched on that, but I want to talk about 
Saturday's big game because that is one for rivalry of, of certainly of our podcast. Barry, what can we expect from Aston Villa on Saturday? Not a fucking lot, I don't think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, like, I, I'm ge- genuinely, I'm not going to let it upset me. I think um, the last few games I've watched here, it's actually destroyed my weekend. And poor Sarah's had to put on my grump. And I think, thankfully, Twitter has helped me relieve that strain. Oh, yeah. um, just, just, just by arguing with people, I think when we're on such a crap run, which essentially is worse than Dean's Nest right now, it and nothing's changing, and there's real, real stubbornness from our manager to persist with the same players, and then come out and look weak and say changes need to be made, and then not make changes. Um, I'm, I'm really struggling to believe he's the right man just now. Because I just don't get where a team we get Dean Smith loses five games, he gets fired. Um, Gerard, if he loses on Saturday, that's five. He's lost in the trot, um, and I think it would be eight out of eleven. You sh- you shouldn't you shouldn't be the club anymore if that's that's your stats. Whether you're yeah. trying to install a new formation or whatever, he essentially has a better squad than Dean Smith had to play with. Um, and D Smith had more games and points per game uh, Gerrard's earned like 0.3 which I, I don't really care about shit stats like that the team aren't better we're not playing better he's not changing anything to make us better and the players aren't clear, they're clearly not getting coached to be better mm-hmm. um, and I think this season it's already petered out for us um, I think that the game on Saturday is going to be down to what team you put out rather than what team we put out to be honest um, I don't see any. We might have Nakamba back. That would, if he if he plays, then it means McGinn and Ramsey have a bit more free reign. Um, and going on yesterday's performance, if them two are let off the leash, I think your boys will struggle with that. But other than that, our defence are an absolute shambles. Um, Martinez, who is easily the top three keepers in the world for a brief period of time, is now shoddy. Our strikers just can't fucking score. It's it's, just, it's the the overhaul that's supposed to be planned for this summer scares the hell out of me because it's with a manager who's untested. Really, you can't you can't really count the Scottish league, and I, I support that league. And you can't you can't test yourself if you're one of the two top teams. That it's it's just not a real credit in my eyes if you're coming to the Premier League. And with his attitude and the way he's talking, I fear that we could we could have such an overhaul that it'll be a detriment to us and we'll go down. Sorry, that's got nothing to do with the match. I've been struggling for the match to be honest. I think I think I, I think your boys still steamroll us, uh, and um, you guys are just going to have to look after me when that happens. Yeah, we will look after you. But... <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I've been heard what Barry said. Then there's plenty for us to be excited about on Saturday, isn't there? Um, yeah, but you know, Leicester have this tendency of having like the second half in Newcastle where they're just going through the motions. So I'd like to see some intensity back into the game, into the pressing, a whole load of effort, and then the score will be what the score will be. You know, um, they just seemed a bit lethargic, didn't they? Particularly second half against uh, Newcastle. So 
whatever team he puts out, whether it's the similar one to the one at Newcastle, we're putting out the, the first team at Everton, I want to see a bit more get up and go about them, to be honest. We've, we've done fairly well, Tom, against Villa over the years. I know that but I think Barkley scored a goal, was that last season, uh, to beat us 1-0 yeah. at our place behind closed doors. But on the whole, uh, we tend to show up. And I, th- I think some of the lads would see that as a bit of a local ri- rivalry, potentially, or a local derby, not maybe not rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Again, depending on the team we've put out. Um, but yeah, we've got some local lads, you know, KDH and uh, Barnes, uh, Thomas, you know. Um, Mark Albrighton. So if... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he might well make the uh, make the pitch on that day. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it doesn't really matter which team we put out. I think we all want to see that good performance and that's what we didn't get in the last second half we watched. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm looking looking for really. A, a good performance. I'd like to see um I'd like to see Paris start actually. Um see what I can see what I can do against them. Uh you know, it's been a while and since. Poor opposition, is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's outrageous. No, 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 no. Not... <laughs> I'd like to see him start too. I think it's uh the bar You know, it's it's easy to underestimate certain teams and I I think you know, based on the second half performance yesterday, we we've shown that we can't do that. So yeah. we need to put in a good a good performance. Just go back to you, Buzz, to say so Gerard's been in charge for ten Premier League games and lost seven of them now. How is that slipping under the radar now? Because if that was anyone else, they'd be getting slaughtered, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's over. Uh, uh, he's he's played more games, but he won the first two. Um, so I think like if uh, if you if you extend it, I think it's what ten defeats in fourteen, maybe. But that's still not attractive. It, okay. It's because he's had sporadic wins to prevent it being a long run. But this is a this is a long run now, um, and I, I'm just I'm like. I, I, our, our fan base are wild on social media uh, on a good day. But so, some of the, the tweets and whatnot I see defending Gerard, and it's just because of him. Like, I don't, I, like, you can't, you can't, I don't understand how you can defend someone who's got no track records, no, um, like, he's not even like a club legend like Dean Smith was, where that, that buys you half a season. I, I just don't get it. Like, he's got, He's brought in a, essentially a world class player in Coutinho, and he's not building a team around him. And we've got players, we've got easy what four wingers, and he's not playing any of them. So just consolidate, earn, get yourself some more money, get make make a formation that fits the team, not make the team fit a formation, and get more points, get more money to spend in the summer. But it's, it's sheer stubbornness of sticking with players who are playing awful. It's just, it's just not him. He spe- I think he talks a good talk. He just doesn't walk it. Not many players play themselves back into form either, do they? So uh, that's that's a bit of a dangerous nah. recipe. Hoping it's going to come back at some point. Steve, what are you writing now? Are you writing your formation down for? <laughs> I'm just doodling actually while I'm listening. Just doodling. <laughs> that was that was slightly yeah. underwhelming. Slightly underwhelming. So where's the threat going to come from then, Buzz? Uh, for, for us on Saturday, I know Coutinho. We've mentioned, but. Is there anywhere else that we need to be a bit fearful of? I um, I changed Ollie Watkins into my fantasy football team because I, I think he's going to get a bit of success, success against your defence. I think um, he, other than the last game, he still, look, he still looked dangerous. 
he's just not getting chances. Um, and I I would have thought Buendia gets to start. And he, when he came on the last 15 minutes against Tottenham, he just looks like a, a rabid dog. Like I think I think he could be someone just going to come in and just cause mayhem. But I could be wrong. Like I, like if, if Bodrina Bodia plays, then it means Ings doesn't, which I'm all for. Um, so, but then I think we don't look as attacking when we play one striker. So I, I've really no idea what he's got up his sleeve. Um, I'm hoping the Camba starts, gets sixty minutes, and if that if he wants to start, it, it makes our formation work. And mm-hmm. if, if the formation works, then I could see us. We're a 45-minute team. We'll play ace one half, or well one half, and then absolute dog shit the second. So it just it depends which half comes first, to be honest. And it could be normally, the same. Normally the first half first. Yeah, dickhead. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, like we'll play well in one of them. Um, I, I'm hoping it'll be the second half and we'll just kind of survive the, yeah. home, like the home crowd onslaught. But I, I, I don't know. Me. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely, um, I said to Sarah earlier on, she was like, what, what are you looking forward to the most at the weekend? And I was like, well, what I'm looking forward to most is also what I'm dreading the most, and that's the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, 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 I generally just, I just don't know. Like, it, could, it could be, it'd be ace if it was like a 3-3, something like that, but I could easily see it be no-no. Like, yeah, be no-no. It, could, it could be a rancid game of football, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it could. In all honesty, we'll figure out why we're wasting our time with it rather than down, down the pub. <laughs> Steve, what's your thoughts on, on the game this Saturday? There's an outside chance Jamie Vardy might be back. He's had his injection now. It's it's possibly uh, a long shot, but he could be back in the squad. That would give us a huge boost. Yeah, even if he came on for 15 minutes at the end, I think it would give us a boost. Um, and I wonder if Rogers has got the balls to drop Tielemans. Um, yeah. But it's as well at the moment, because um, he wasn't even on the bench, was he? at St James's so um, I think he needs dropping uh, but maybe he's a bit scared to drop him because um, he still thinks he might stay and sign a contract uh, and that might might turn his head to looking elsewhere but I think he needs dropping he's, he's been poor for a while now Yeah Who would you bring in for him sorry Steve? Well maybe Samari if he's fit um, or um you could just try a different shape. We've got Mendy uh, playing in there. So Madison could drop back in. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Dewsbury Hall is very versatile in terms of how we use him. Madison dropping back in. I think that's possible. Or if you're yeah. going to be more defensive or aggressive, it, um, you'd put Hamza in. I thought Hamza should have probably come on for Tielemans at St James's, to be honest, instead of taking Luckman off. But, you know. We're not managers. No, we're not. Probably a good job, isn't it? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Tom, would you like to see Madison Central uh, the weekend? Because it's a bit of a problem, isn't it, him out on the right-hand side? He, he didn't impact the game at all. Yeah. He's our best player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, didn't really notice him on the pitch, to be honest. Um yeah, I, he always disappoints me when he's on the wing. He's, he's not really made for that. He, he's not a winger, is he? He's, he's much better when he can shift into spaces, uh, you know, at the, at the edge of the box, uh, either side, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I would prefer him being, being in a, a central role with, yeah, perhaps uh, perhaps Chowdhury back in, because if we are going to have to rotate the team, 
Um, why not get him out there? Save save some legs on on the so called better players. It wouldn't save the Aston Villa players' legs, though, would it? If you got Chevrolet out there, he <laughs> wouldn't. No, he likes the challenge. Yeah, <laughs> it makes it makes sense playing him against Villa, wouldn't it? It wouldn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Think back over the years when we played Villa, there's been that little bit of extra bite in there, Koncheski and Matty James, when James got sent off a, a few years ago uh, for scrapping in the middle of the park. You want to see a bit of that in a localish derby, don't you? You, you want to see players giving their, their all. I don't think we want to see Tillemans passing it back to Mendy, passing it back to Schmeichel for 45 minutes. No, I think that's what, like we, that's all we have just now is a bit of bite. Like we're flying at the tackles and Smashing the players and stuff, so I'm assuming that is Gerard's only influence. So that'll that'll probably be happening on the weekend. I would have thought. So we, so think we could we think, easily see a red or two. What we're thinking: McGinn versus KDH will be a tasty one, won't it? In the mid, midfield. Um, I think I think McGinn wins with that power wise with all your guys. I think, unfortunately, as much as it's a bit of pill to swallow, I think your guys are technically better. Mm. So it, it depends what how the game turns out. I think you just saying Leicester's a better football team. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you're a bunch of I, uh, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, it's, just look at just look at the managers. You'd guess that if you looked at the managers. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell I'm not jealous. Favorite favorite fan right now. Yeah, are you, are you are you in the minority of the fan base? Um. Possibly, yeah. I think going on social media coverage of Barney's and that, I think, yeah. I, I, I just think there's too many fans that are, um, like all sorts of fans that are a bit moronic. I just don't really see what's happening. Like the, the players are regressing. So the only person that can change that is Gerard. And saying stuff like, I need to get my own players in, well, you're not going to get 11 players in. So, and you're paid to coach, like coach these players. Look, look yeah. at Eddie Howe. Look, look, look at Eddie Howe, what he's done. Like, he's granted he's brought Chris. Yeah, he's brought in Chris Wood, who I scored goals, but we've brought in Coutinho. Like, it, there's, no, there's no comparison there to the better players. It's, it's just frustrating. Even Lampard, he, he's getting a bit of fight out of his pile of shit squad. Um, and we're just not. I, I, you you realise if we lose on Wednesday, I'm editing that bit out, don't you? That, that'll say his glorious, <laughs> uh, high-performing squad, not his pile of shit squad. Well, this, but this is the thing. Like, I, it's it's so strange. Like, if we're if we're going to predict scores, I actually I'm I'm going to predict a relatively positive score for Everton. Um, and I'm I have to go draw for them. I can't say lose, but like I I think Everton will get something out of the game, it's just because there's too much riding on it. Like they they are playing for something, and both Leicester yeah. and Villa aren't. Yeah, but I I would wish we take some. Uh, predictions while we're here so we'll, we'll do Everton first Steve we'll start with you presuming that's what you've been writing down there your, your formation <laughs> um, yeah I think it all depends whether we're up for it or not so I'm going to sit on the fence and go to each okay and what about for um, the Villa game I'm going to go 3-1 to Leicester sorry Barry I can see it. I can see it. Tom, over to you. Um, 2 0 Leicester against Everton. And I'll go 2 1 against Villa. 2 to Leicester. To the Leicester. Yeah, to the Leicester boys. Baz? Actually, I've totally changed my mind. I'm going to go 
2-1 Everton. Yeah. And I'm going to go 1-0 Villa. We're going to actually keep, keep a clean sheet. Three defeats in a row. Brendan Rodgers is there. Army of people Hopefully against him nice. are going to come back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, th- I think we will draw tomorrow on Wednesday. I think I'll go one-one on Wednesday, and I think I'll, I'll edge us two-one on Saturday. I think home advantage is going to mean quite a lot on Saturday because it's a full house. There's only four games left of the season. We've just reached the European semi, and we've got that coming up next. I, I think that the fans will be right behind Brendan this Saturday and, and the boys. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. We stay friends no matter what, though, Baz. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course we will. Of course. Yeah. We will. What What happens on the the pitch? Unless you uh, celebrate in the home end and get our season tickets taken off of us, so that wouldn't be. Wouldn't if be we score last minute, if, if we score last minute winner, and it's um, who would it be? Who would be absolute dog shit? Traore. I might yeah. run in and slap Casper in the face with my knob. I'll make that pack. <laughs> <laughs> God, I feel like that's going to be used in evidence, that little clip. Uh, just leave that, just break that out. Tom, before I we finish even off... that high, Barry. <laughs> I didn't even know you could jump that high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely being optimistic. I'm going to have to trip him up and get him on the ground. <laughs> and then lie down. Um, Tom, I feel yeah. like this is a wholly inappropriate thing to come to now. I just wanted to... Oh on the Vichai statue I haven't seen that for the first time uh, last weekend what your thoughts were <laughs> it's a bit inappropriate <laughs> uh, the statue yeah <laughs> obviously it's uh, well placed it's uh... <laughs> what uh, the statue yeah. the Vichai we, we statue we had a lovely uh, afternoon in front of the statue, let's say. Um, you know, the free beer was flowing. Lovely, yeah. lovely little seating arrangement out there. Cheeky little uh, sniffer. Um, yeah, little visit from top. Yeah, it was quite emotional, that was. He was quite emotional yeah. himself. I mean, come down. I've seen that a friend of the show, Ian Stringer, has started his marathons today. He's doing five marathons in five days in five cities on four continents, which is unbelievable. And it finishes on Saturday. Um, with one in Leicester that will take him to the Kunvishai statue. And uh, he started from the Kunvishai statue today in, in Thailand, in Bangkok. So that's uh, that's quite some feat, Steve, isn't it? Um, are you looking forward yeah. to seeing that for the first time? I, I am, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's great. Uh, I mean, uh, the guy deserves it, doesn't he, for all he's done for the club and for the city. And, um, and uh, it'll be great to see it for the first time, yeah. Especially as Tom said, it's very well positioned. So I'd like to, I'd like to. Stay. <laughs> yeah, we're getting shut down, boys. There, this is never going to, never going to be listened to again. Anywhere. Um, my my mum was like absolutely amazed that there was creases in the trousers and all sorts. The detail that's yeah. gone into it was uh, particularly good. But it's really nice to have that point at the front of the stadium now. It, apparently, it's been positioned so to to welcome the away team in so it's the first thing that they see when they arrive into the the stadium so it's it's right on the corner so they can see you know how the proper clubs run I guess that's the uh, yeah probably the sub subtext of that rather than uh, the actual words but yeah it was delight delightful to see that guys I can't believe I'm going to be seeing you in the flesh I think our next show should be next Sunday after we've had a few drinks over the weekend and uh, and maybe in our hot tub at our lodge as we uh, as we start to wind down from a pretty good weekend. What's your thoughts on that? Can we do that? 
Well, there'd be a lot of flash, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just whether it's kind of you can record it and you can hear us all, I suppose. But yeah, why not? Sorry, Mr. Salmon. Well, I'm just saying, if it's going to be in the hot tub, it might as well do <laughs> it in the bath. All right. You can't have the bubbles on. All right, well, maybe do it inside then instead, but that, that'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, well, you can do it in the hot tub. You, you could be the win, actually the winners get to do it in the hot tub. Whoever the winning team is, that yeah. that lot of fans can be in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. All right. Will you keep it warm inside for us then, Bas? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I missed out with the hot tub last time, remember? I had to be the, the cameraman last time we had a yeah. at your stag do. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered the hot tub from last time. <laughs> On that note, it's been another episode of It's 11, it's heaven for Jamie Vardy. And we'll speak to you next week, possibly or possibly not from our hot tub. We'll speak to you soon. Welcome to a football miracle. Network.